Magandang araw, potmates. Howie Severino muli na nagpapaalala na nakakatalino ang mahabang attention span. Kaya makinig na mabuti sa guest ko ngayon, isang tanyag na marine conservationist, rediver at underwater filmmaker, si Robert Bobit Suntay. Magandang araw sa iyo, Bobit. Magandang araw, Howie, my classmate. Kamusta na? <laughs> yun na nga. Yun na, I was about to say, as a matter of disclosure, no? Because since we're very <laughs> familiar with each other. Bobit, we were high school classmates uh, for the information of our listeners. So we have known each other now for almost uh, tada, 48 years. <laughs> and uh, I know from our Class Viber uh, group chat no, that uh, you have been very concerned as uh, we all should be about the major oil spill of Mindoro uh, last February 28. This crisis is still far from over, which we'll be discussing. No? This is threatening uh, the Verde Island Passage, which has been a uh, focus of a lot of your conservation efforts, uh, Bobit. No? So, so just please give us a quick overview lang of the effects so far ng itong uh, oil spill of Mindoro. Uh, nasa Verde Island Passage na bayan at... Uh, Uh, how far are you from uh, from ending this crisis? Howie, kung okay lang, siguro to put in context, no? kasi I think yung karamihan ng listeners natin, talagang hindi pa rin nila naiintindihan ng mabuti kung gaano ka-importante yung VIP. So, if I can just put it in context, no? so I think maraming nakakaalam na yung tinatawag natin Coral Triangle, That's the most marine biodiverse area in the planet, no? So yung Pilipinas kasama siya sa Coral Triangle, those are six countries. Uh Philippines, Malaysia, Indonesia, Timor Leste, Solomon Islands and Papua New Guinea. So six countries, six million square kilometers. Yun yung pinaka biodiverse marine area on the entire planet. Pero sa gitna ng Coral Triangle, there's an even more biodiverse area. Only three countries are part of it. Tawag doon, Sulu-Sulawesi Seascape, Philippines, Malaysia, and Indonesia. So kung tutusin, parang dartboard yan. The six countries make out the ring of the dartboard. The Sulu-Sulawesi Seascape is the middle. Pero yung pinaka-bullseye of the bullseye, tawag nga ng scientist, center of the center, yun yung Verde Island Passage. That is a very small body of water that starts in Marinduque and Romblon, goes down through Mindoro, tapos yung ending niya sa Batangas. So sa ngayon, yung pinaka-oil spill which happened in Oriental Mindoro dahil sa napaka-komplikadong agos in the Oriental Mindoro area, much of the spill itself has been concentrated there. And yung drift ng oil at the moment nasa tuktok ng Isla Verde, the part of Verde Island that is facing Lobo, Batangas, and Mindoro. So it seems to be focused in that area. So karamihan rin ng damage, and it's been over a month as you pointed out, karamihan rin ng damage is therefore being absorbed by that area. So ano yung damage mismo so far? Okay. Anong, give us an update on that. So I've been talking to you mga ground teams namin doon no. So I think alam mo naman how we I work with different groups no. WWF Philippines, C Institute. So we're in touch with many groups including uh 
uh, Oshana and all those folks working there. So clearly, yung pinaka obvious lang to the to the naked eye, and dami ng langis that has washed up on shore. And because of the particular kind of diesel fuel that's being carried, which is very uh, hydrocarbon um, infused, the oil is very heavy and very sticky. Ang hirap linisin. Talagang dumidikit sa, sa bato, dumidikit sa coral, dumidikit sa buhangin, dumidikit sa seagrass, dumidikit sa mangroves. And uh, ang hirap linisin niya. And to top it all off, very toxic yan sa human beings. It can affect our heart, our liver, our kidneys. It's even carcinogenic. So I, I would like to also tell all the good-hearted people out there who are trying to help clean up, please lang, please, do not attempt to clean up at least without gloves and ideally naka full PPE kayo kasi if you inhale the fumes mahihilo kayo masusuka kayo if you touch it maari kayong ma-poison din no? so you have to be very careful so yung nga yung damage how yung surface damage no and we we're talking about seabirds rin sabi mo earlier Pero yung mas nakakatakot pa ang hindi natin nakikita. Sabi nga natin, tip of the iceberg lang yung nakikita, di ba? Parang si Titanic, yung tumama sa kanya, yung malaking part of the iceberg which could not be seen. So, what is the bigger iceberg here? All the oil that is already floating, that's been floating out there for a month, kinakain yan ng mga larval fish, yung bagong panganak na fish. So, lahat yan namamatay. Yung hindi namamatay, kinakain ng ibang fish and as we, parang cartoon yan di ba small fish getting eaten by medium fish getting eaten by the big fish and eventually tayo yung kakain noon di ba that's why we have these controversial fishing bans and then uh, yung mga plankton yung mga microorganisms na lumulutang sa dagat kinakain niya rin yung oil na yan and if that happens maaring mamatay yung plankton or we might end up having mga red tides and then uh, yung mga mangroves again no yung naaabsorb ng uh, nag-absorb ng mga langis mangroves are really critically important pati na yung seagrass kasi they absorb so much of the CO2 in the atmosphere sila na nga yung tinatawag ng the lungs of the planet kasi yung Amazon rainforest halos sunog na lahat so our mangroves and our seagrass are the most critical. Namamatay sila because of the oil. They suffocate. And the mangroves are also important for uh, minimizing erosion, absorbing tide surges, and they're nurseries for small fish. So kung mamatay sila, yun, magkaka-cascade effect yan. No? Seagrass, coral, mangroves, no fish, and then kasama na rin tayo, kawi. Okay, balikan natin yung sinabi mo kanina na may mga fishing bans. No? Of course, sabi mo nga, uh, uh, napaka-toxic nitong uh, oil. No? At saka, nasa tubig na yan at uh, na-expose yung isda dyan, no? Kaya bawal dapat uh, mag-fishing, mangisda yes. sa mga areas na yan. Pero yes. ma- naka- nakabasa ko ng report na may mga sightings pa rin na mga fishing boats dyan sa mga yes. affected areas. No? Yes. So, uh, ano bang, ano? Ano bang epekto, epekto sa fisheries? Uh, alam ko alam ko na ang hirap basta tigilin yung yung magpangingisda sa mga lugar na yun talaga ang uh, main livelihood ng mga tao no so yep. Yep. Uh, ano yung so ano yung ano yung so far na epekto sa fisheries natin and uh, hanggang saan yung yung epekto nito well howie yung nga uh, yung nakaka wow talagang 
nakakasakit nga sa puso because itong mga fisher folk natin, ito yung pinaka-main livelihood nila. For many of them, ito lang yung trabaho. If you take away their fishing, wala na. Anong mapapakain nila sa pamilya nila kasi wala na silang trabaho. Uh, and that's why I'm sure BFAR and other agencies are really caught between a rock and a hard place. On one hand, kailangan nilang siguraduhin na the toxicity levels of the water are okay kasi nga as we said no yung hydrocarbon component ng langis is very toxic and pwede yung maabsorb ng mga isda and other marine creatures on the other hand kung iban nga nila yung fishing as they have done in certain areas anong magiging hanap boy ng fisher folk so what i learned is uh yung ginagawa ng coast guard ngayon and DNR yung mga fisher folk na kung saan ban pa rin yung fishing, binabayaran nila and binibigyan nila ng training yung mga fisher folk to help with the coastal cleanup. So at least, maski papano, meron silang limited na hanap buhay. But ito nga yung malaking-malaking tanong. If you look into the scientific reports, even if, uh, say, a month or two months from now, mabigyan na ng clearance sila to resume fishing, yung long-term effects, we don't know kasi yung nakain na ng mga larval fish, yung nakain na ng ibang fish, we don't know what the long-term effects of that are going to be. no? Uh, I think naalala pa natin yung Gimaras oil spill that happened back around 206 or, or, or 07. That took many, many years before nalinis talaga and before all the fishing was declared completely safe again. Several years of onshore cleanup, uh, ilan hundreds of hectares of mangroves and seagrass na matay dahil sa oil spill na yun, no? And to think, yung oil spill na yun was even minimized because we were able to suck out a lot of the oil from the fallen ship. Ito, dito sa, sa oil spill natin sa Mindoro, wala pa nangyayari. All the oil is still just leaking out. There are no attempts to either plug the hole or suck out the oil. So you can just imagine, mas malubap yung negative consequences nito kesa sa Gimaraz. Awi. Uh, just, to, just to pivot uh, from, um, from fisheries, no? which is of course a very critical issue. That's why I had uh, asked about it first. But uh, the area of this oil spill and its and its potential uh, impact no is are among uh, the most uh, uh, i would say maybe important or the most popular tourist destinations in the philippines yeah. in summertime it's uh holy week yep. holy week na and uh these are you know these are major uh, occasions uh, these are very right. important times for these places no uh uh Puerto Galera, Calapan, Anilao. Anilao might have the best diving in the world. I don't know. That, that might be debatable, but uh, I'm sure many people agree. Yep. Um, so, what is the effect dito sa tourism areas? I'm sure many people have made plans. They want to go there. I, what do you recommend? And finally, uh, I, I saw a letter from the mayor of uh, Puerto Galera appealing yes. that Puerto, Puerto Galera be excluded from the state yes. of calamity. No? Yes. Uh, alam ko, being part of a state of calamity means you get funds from the national government. But in this case, no, the Puerto Galera does not want to be included right. uh, in, in a state of calamity. So, yeah. uh, ang sinasabi niya, hindi pa naman 
kami apektado. And of course, he's trying to save the tourism season, the, the height of the tourism season for his yeah. place. No? So yeah. give us naman an overview about that. no? Because I know you yourself, you're part of the tourism industry. Yeah, yeah. So um, I I also I also read naman the same news reports you do, no? And parang yung latest na nakita ko, medyo nakakatakot nga yung estimates. Like, sinasabi nga nila, up to 800 million pesos will be lost this season alone sa Oriental Mindoro area from tourism loss. That's not even counting the loss of income and and other uh, negative impacts. No, we're just talking about tourism. And while, of course, yung area na yun malaki, and there's there's really a lot of things to do tourism-wise sa uh, Mindoro area. Siyempre, a lot of people go there dahil sa scuba diving, snorkeling, and tama ka nga, no? When you talk about Mindoro, usually top of mind yung lumalabas Puerto Galera. So, uh, nabasa ko nga yung statement no, about um, not including Galera sa state of calamity. So, I can totally, totally understand with the mayor. Kasi kausap ko rin yung mayor dito sa Mabini. Everyone is afraid. Sabi mo nga, no, Holy Week. Ito yung super peak summer, maganda ng dagat, ang ganda ng ng uh, karagatan. And then ngayon pa tayo na magsa-stop swimming, stop scuba diving, stop everything because of the oil spill. Na hindi naman sure kung mangyayari o hindi. Sabi nga ni Mayor ng Puerto Galera, we're not yet affected. So please don't ban us, no? So uh I guess uh Sabi nga ng the great philosopher Dirty Harry, are you feeling lucky? So uh, that's uh I don't mean to be flippant now, but that's really kind of the the calculus here. Right now, yes, we know that it's not affected. Just like our area here in Anilao is not affected. But are you willing to take the risk? Now, if you allow all the tourists to come, get into the water, are you willing to take the risk Now, if the current doesn't change suddenly, na hindi tayo maapektuhan? Um, Puerto Galera is more vulnerable kasi napakalapit niya sa oil spill area. Uh, the Anilao area, particularly the Mabini municipality, even the Tingloy municipality isn't quite as vulnerable. But Puerto Galera is a bit more vulnerable. So I think trade-off yan. No? You, um, you are willing to forego the funds from being declared a calamity area kasi alam mo naman mababawi from the tourism. So yun nga yung problema. No? I understand what the mayor of Puerto Galera is feeling. Now, you can say na, okay, we'll... We'll take a chance. We will allow Puerto Galera to allow tourists to come in. And then at the earliest sign na may parating na oil spill, okay, shut down kaagad. Now, of course, yung tanong doon, how soon uh, will we get that earliest sign? You really need real-time monitoring for that. And then how quickly can all the resorts, and dami yan, react by getting people out of the water. And of course, when you see the actual oil coming your way, that might be too late na kasi baka meron ng nauna na hindi natin nakita. And of course, people will already be exposed to that. Ayoko naman maging alarmist, pero, di ba, sabi nga nila, precautionary principle. Always 
play safe, first do no harm. So if you want to be absolutely safe, I can see why there's a ban on tourism. Pero if the trade-off is too big, then perhaps nga the mayor in consultation with DNR with the Coast Guard can come up with a contingency plan. No? Dito sa area namin in the Mabini... Yeah. Thing- well, so ang, ang tanong dito ngayon, no? kasi nga, uh, I wanted to ask at this point, no? so you've given a really detailed and comprehensive uh, overview of uh, the effects so far, the status of uh, you know this disaster, and what could still happen, no? But yeah. I guess the burning question in the minds of a lot of people is: It's been more than a month. February twenty-eight, pato. Uh, itong empty Princess Empress na nagkaroon ng aksidente. I would assume it's just an accident. May seven hundred thousand liters of oil na laman ito, itong oil tanker na to. Bakit hindi pa tapos ito? Bakit hindi pa nalilinis kung ano man yung nag-leak? Bakit hindi pa I don't know how how other other disasters have been handled uh in the past elsewhere. There might be some unique circumstances here, no? But uh bakit para napakahirap uh wakasan itong crisis na to, no? And I understand hindi pa nahihigop, wala pang uh, sin- Hindi, well, hindi pa tinatanggal yung langis doon sa barko. How difficult could that be? Well, Howie, yun na rin yung burning question ko. No? And uh, your guess is as good as mine. In fact, uh, you're the investigative reporter. Maybe you'll know more. And parang naalala ko na you were also part of the team that covered the Gimaras oil spill, di ba? So parang if memory serves... Let's compare, maski apples and oranges ng konte. Mas malalim yung boat sa Gimaras, okay? It sank at a deeper depth. It was at 600 plus meters. There was even more fuel in the cargo tanks uh, or in the Gimaras spill. And yet, what were they able to do quickly? The I think the company that was covering the insurance of the boat immediately got an Italian company to send a team over. They came over with two ROVs and they were able to insert to drill holes in the sunken boat. One hole was used to pump in water to push the oil out, and another hole was used to suction the, the oil out of the cargo. That took several months, but they were able to succeed in doing it. So yung tanong ko, number one, we've done this before. It's not an entirely new problem. Number two, we are talking about a ship that has sunk in shallower waters. And there's even less fuel to suction out. Now, are the currents of Oriental Mindoro that much more difficult to manage than Gimaras at the time? I don't know. Baka that's what is stalling the process, no? Pero sa tingin ko lang, and I'm not a scientist, I'm not an engineer, I can't imagine how it would be that difficult. Plus, that was 2007, ha? 2023 na tayo ngayon. I'm sure with the advances in technology, mas kaya natin ayusin yung problema na to. And yet nga, you don't hear anything of that sort. It's all just mopping up. It's all just damage mitigation. Nothing proactive like, yeah, let's go in and seal it or suck it out. I I don't know why. Talagang na, na, nagugulan yung isip ko. I'm totally dumbfounded and flummoxed. Bakit hindi nila gagawin yun? Mm-hmm. How? 
Yeah, yeah. Okay, kasi wala rin kaming uh, nakikita mga public statement to that effect. Pero privately, sa mga advocates, mga, sa conservation community, leaders katulad mo, wala rin sinasabi. I mean, everyone is kind of in the dark yes. about why it's taking so long. Yes. Okay, now, uh, uh, we'll have to get an update about this. Uh, hopefully, uh, you know, some positive news in the next couple of weeks. But, but in the meantime... You know, this is uh this is a summer vacation time, no? For uh, for a lot of people, uh, a lot of the kids are on vacation now. People are looking forward to the beach. May mga marami ng face-to-face activities. People are doing a lot of revenge travel, no? Yeah. Um, and one of the things that uh that has always been a a favorite activity, itong interacting with whale sharks, and that's been quite you know it's been popular in the last two decades. I know right. you have. You have waded into some of the controversies about this. Uh, you know, it's it's controversial because uh, you know whale sharks. Um, they're they're a big they're big uh, animals, no? They're uh, and uh, my my debate nga about uh, how close can you get how, to what to what extent can you make them a tourist uh, attraction and how do you manage them, no? But ikaw you you know Careful. you've um, You've, yeah, you've been you've been careful, but at the same time, you've been you've been also uh, advocating it as a very viable tourism yeah. activity. Yeah, uh, and in particular in Oslo, uh, you even did a film uh, back yes. in twenty sixteen about yes. uh, you know community tourism revolving around uh, the whale sharks there. But yeah. in particular, in particular, you naging controversial is papakain mo ba ito mga malalaking hayop yeah. o hindi? In other words, you're this kind of you're 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 an, you that would be intervening in the natural feeding right. patterns nito mga Correct. animals na to. so they don't migrate away from the tourists Correct. in the tourism industry you know? Correct. so give us an update on this issue kasi i'm sure maraming uh, gustong gawin yan uh, that's been on hold for a while yeah. uh, that's been that's of course that's been very popular in Bicol no sa Donsol for for yes. even longer no Yes. Pero Oslo, uh, mes, medyo naging controversial yan. But yeah. again, give us an overview of that. Um, uh, and, and what should people be careful about? So, uh, as you kind of already alluded in your intro to the question, uh, the, the opinions expressed herein are not necessarily reflective of those of the majority in the scientific community. Okay? So, I'll, I'll number one point. Number one point natural is always the best okay to encounter them in the wild without any intervention so for example pupunta tayo sa uh, sa sorsogon okay sa donsol and uh yung mga whale sharks nandun sila seasonally because of the uh, blooms of uh, the microorganisms the plankton and the krill so madaming whale shark and you just go snorkeling with them walang nagpapakain no one keeps them from moving around yun pa rin yung the best and we've also seen them scuba diving in other places in southern Leyte in Tubataha even once in a while here in Anilao so nandito naman sila naturally pero yung nangyari nga sa Oslob and this really started way back in 2010 pa before it got popular. Uh, yun nangyari is, 
someone, some fisher folks, started seeing them appearing in the bay just by themselves. Siguro parang sa Don Sol dati. And I guess, naisip nila, oh, ano kaya mangyayari kung pakainin natin ito ng konting, you know, uh, hipon. It's it's more like alamang yung pinapakain nila, no? And true enough, they they stayed behind. Now, there are a couple of points that I'll mention, no? Number one, yes, I agree. It is not the ideal to feed them kasi nga, we are changing their natural feeding behavior, okay? Now, that having been said, Let me also state this. Kapag pinapakain nila sa oslob, they call it provisioning kasi each whale shark probably gets a little bag full of this shrimp. And we all know that a whale shark has to eat so much more than that kasi laki ng kwarto nito siguro ang kailangan nilang kainin. And we also know that they're only fed during the time from about maybe 7 a.m. till about noon. And the rest of the day, wala sila sa bay. They're not inside there. You cannot find them. So, presumably, nobody knows because we haven't tagged them or followed them. Presumably, they're out somewhere else doing what normal whale sharks really do. Pero we don't know. Yung parang cartoon ko dito, may mga whale shark community nag-usap. Uy, mga boys, may breakfast smorgasbord dito sa Oslob. Hindi naman nakakabusog, pero may konting pagkain. So dito tayo for breakfast. Tapos after lunch, do na our usual thing, balik tayo the next day. So parang yun yung cartoon ko. No? But for me, Howie, ito yung magandang opportunity. Because I agree, naabuso talaga sila in Oslob. People were getting too close, touching them, doing selfies, yung iba, natatamaan pa ng bangka. Ano nangyari during COVID? During COVID, tourism dropped by 90%, 90%. And it's only now slowly opening up. So yung lagi ko ngang pinopost, this is a golden opportunity for Oslob na talagang ayusin nila yung tourism program. Lessen even more the number of boats. Lessen even more the number of people. Widen the contact distance between the boats. Shorten the amount of time you can do that in the water. And kung magawa natin yun, I think together with longer-term studies, more in-depth studies, then we can really say, okay, talagang bawal, it's the worst, but we don't have the longitudinal studies yet. Eh. What they're saying, yung whale sharks go shallow to feed or whale sharks go vertical to feed. I've seen that in Tubataha when they're feeding naturally. I've seen that in Southern Leyte. So that in itself is not bad. But we don't know the long-term effects. Baka nga masama siya over many, many years. But we don't have enough data. It's also true na yung migratory route lumiliit. Because nga, they want to stick around the area. And that definitely, there's a negative impact there. no? Um, so I'm saying for sure, compared to some place like Don Sol, uh, Oslob has a lot of improvement to go. Yung last point ko na lang, Howie, is when we were making the film, even before we filmed, I went to visit some of the homes of the local, local fisher folk. I went around the area. 
Pare, grabe talaga. No running water, no kuryente, no schools, no hospitals, no nothing. They were living in abject poverty. Pero after the whale sharks started coming in, they became now fourth class municipality. They live very decent lives now. So if I were to parang manawagan ako sa kanila, I would tell them, okay guys, umangat na kayo. Now, let's already tone down a bit on too much tourism na it might be harmful na to the whale sharks. Magpasalamat na tayo, but let's limit it now that we have an opportunity. So sana yun nga yung mangyayari. Rather than just saying totally, it's totally wrong, let's stop it, baka there's a way to improve it pa little by little as we continue to learn more. Okay. Uh, good, good inputs. Uh, so let's talk about other summer destinations. Uh, sure. Uh, anong, anong mga favorites mo? Uh, anong mga favorites mo as a sea junkie, Bobby? <laughs> well, uh, syempre, one of my first loves is scuba diving talaga, no? And for me, yung pinaka-crown jewel natin is Tubataha. Tubataha has been a United Nations heritage site for many, many years now. Just last year, it was declared a hope site by the great Sylvia Earle's Mission Blue Organization. Mm -hmm. And if you want to do fantastic diving in the Philippines, ito yung season. Tubataha, you can only go during certain times of the year. Kasi other times, malakas masyado yung dagat. You can't go there safely. Tsaka kailangan live aboard. It's 120 nautical miles from Puerto Princesa. Hindi mo lang pwede basta-basang puntahan. So you have to be on a boat for about a week. So the season for Tubataha is right now, March until June. So yun, punta tayo doon. You'll see fantastic fish, beautiful walls. I mean, the best of Philippines diving talaga. For me, that's one of the best summer places to go to. Okay. Uh, nabanggit mo rin yung free diving. No? Uh, ako, I'm also a scuba diver, but I, I, you know, it's only been in recent years when I've noticed People on Instagram <laughs> posting yeah. their free diving <laughs> yes. uh, videos, no, and oh. and in a and in a way, no, uh, Bobit. Uh, since you're, I know that you're you're not just a free diver; you're a compet competitor, no, in free diving. Uh, parang there's a certain attraction to it because you see you see people's almost naked bodies, no, <laughs> or at least wearing skimpy <laughs> outfits doing free diving. So, parang it's there's a there's a certain grace to it that scuba diving does not have with its you know bulky equipment yeah. and. You cannot yeah. move fast. And yeah. then itong sa free diving, parang there's a lot more movement of the body. There's a lot, there seems to be a lot more grace, no? So in terms of free diving, um, sana man maganda mag free diving. Okay, obviously, you probably can't do a lot of free diving in Tubataha, no? Kasi kailangan malalim ka doon. Uh, but yeah. uh, but uh, free diving, free diving, hindi ka, ma, hindi ka pwedeng masyadong dumalim dyan, no? So what would be... You know, not everyone can 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 scuba dive, no. But I guess, uh, but many more people, I suppose, can do some free diving. Basta yes. may content training, no. But yeah. So uh, yeah, and how would that be different from snorkeling? So uh, let's start. Siguro hawi yung pinaka importanting sinabi mo. Kailangan may training, okay? Because a lot of people akala nila it's the same as snorkeling, okay? Because parehing equipment, eh. mask, snorkel. Fins and then lusong ka na sa tubig. As as you said, no barriers to entry are low. Mas mura siya, mas madaling gawin, and most everyone knows how to swim. Pero yung importante is you have to know how to equalize properly. Kasi kung lumalim ka sa free diving, 
or even skin diving as we sometimes call it and you don't equalize your sinuses or your ears, pwede kang magka-injury. No? So it's important to do that. And if you don't know what your ability is in terms of breath holding or swimming underwater, of course, pwede ka rin malunod. So it's important to always have a body with you. Parang scuba diving rin lang yan. So training is key and, and never ever dive alone. Ngayon, yung mga best places, the the birthplace of scuba diving in the Philippines is the Visayas, the area of Bohol, Cebu, Dumaguete. Doon talagang sumikat at, uh, at naging popular yung free diving. No? They've already held international competitions there. In fact, there are a number of expats who are former world record holders. They already live in the Visayas to offer courses there. So yun nangyari as a natural course nag-explode yung, yung free diving doon uh, the competition became very very tight so to our benefit ang dami nang nandito in the Anilao Mabini Tingloy area we now have a growing free diving population here in fact it's the fastest growing sport in the world and if i'm not mistaken free diving will be an official sport in the Paris Olympics. So isipin mo na lang, Howie, di ba? Tayo, sorry, I'm biased. I mean, pilit ng pilit tayo ng basketball. Di naman natin kaya. Imagine, mag-enter tayo ng ilang bajaw dyan sa Olympics. Pari, gulpihin natin lahat sila on the international stage. Uh, in fact, we already have one, no? si Imam Gulisan from Davao, who's both my competitor and my friend. We are probably the only two competitive senior citizen free divers. But imagine the new generation of young free divers if we train them from the start. We can be a force on the world stage within just a few years. So, and as you said, it's easy. Any place where you can go to snorkel, you can free dive in. Pero kailangan mag training kayo. Howie. Where can tourists go naman? to see models of sustainability pagdating sa marine environment. Okay. Uh, okay, going somewhere to scuba dive is one thing. But how about places that that you 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 could say uh, are are also models of best practice pagdating sa you know, uh, sustainable management of its yeah. uh, uh, marine resources, the yeah. way it manages its waste the way you know the way it educates its uh, guests uh, etc for me uh, one of the places that has always been superbly managed at tagal-tagal nang ganda-ganda pa rin is uh Dumaguete particularly the Apo Island area that's why um there are many places nearby i mean Siliman University is pretty near that area ang daming scientists na pumupunta dun, no? The reef there is uh, very well taken care of. Malas lang nga there because they're quite open, they're they're vulnerable to mga natural calamities like storm surges and stuff like that. Pero in terms of walang masyadong uh, destructive fishing, uh, waste is properly done, I think the Apo Island area is a good example. Many of the... Uh, Thanks to Department of Tourism and DNR, many of the resorts uh, here in Batangas, I know also in Palawan, 
uh, especially Boracay, are now required to show evidence of proper waste disposal. So I think you can go to a lot of places now uh, and they will not only take you snorkeling or scuba diving, they'll even show you a proper area of how corals are managed and watched over. There are some na nagko-coral planting pa nga, although that's also a slightly controversial topic now whether coral planting is the best way to do it or whether just watch over the reef and let nature uh do its thing now that's that's also still controversial among scientists um but usually i think if you go to a reputable resort um you'll be pretty safe knowing that uh you go there, wala na mga single-use plastics. In fact, some of the dive resorts I go to, ang galing. When you get on the boat, they'll give you a mesh net bag. And they'll tell you, you can bring it with you if you want. You're not required to. But if you bring it and you pick up trash, pagbalik mo sa amin, we'll reward you with a free meal or a free cocktail or a free cup of coffee. May mga incentives na ganon. So it's na- nakakataba ng puso to see more and more people helping out in their own small ways. Howie? You know, you know I saw some data that was presented as a pie chart showing uh, yung contribution ng Pilipinas sa uh, plastic pollution no? sa, sa karagatan sa mundo. And we're like one of the top polluters despite having you know fewer people than a lot of other countries yeah. uh, or some other countries. No? So in terms of population, ang laki ng impact uh, natin in terms of plastic pollution sa mundo. Yeah. Uh, are, are we making progress in terms of reducing the amount of plastic pollution that Filipinos... Um. Uh, do no. Uh, yung 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 impact natin na in terms of plastic pollution sa mundo. What what's the status there of the Philippines? Um, from the latest reports I read, no, for for a long time we were in the top five. In fact, we were pegged at number three for a long time. But I saw a report early this year, uh, I need to double check it, which now claims that <laughs> we have the dubious distinction of being world number one in terms of plastic uh, pollution in the ocean. No? It's not that surprising to me, I, even though, nga, as you said, no, uh, we're relatively small in terms of population compared to, say, China or India, diba? And yet, here we are at number one. So, siguro yung tanong, bakit ganun? Ano nangyari? I think for 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 most of the country, yung problema, ano eh, economic talaga yung basis natin dyan. What is the greatest amount of plastic that the Philippines has contributed to, to the ocean? It's single-use plastic particularly yung mga sachet. Kasi nga, we can't afford to buy a regular size shampoo bottle or or toothpaste bottle or soap or or coffee or anything. So yung nangyayari, yung pinakamaliit, yung pinakamura, yun na lang yung nabibili by the majority of our population. And unfortunately nga, in the poorest far-flung areas, wala talaga silang proper waste disposal system no and we haven't done enough outreach to teach them how to throw uh get rid of this stuff properly or recycle so it ends up in the toilet goes to the canal goes to the river goes to the ocean and you know now what happens and to make matters worse because of covid 
mas naging grabe pa yon di ba? Because uh, yun, yung, yung higher economic strata naman natin, ang daming nagte-take out because nobody wanted to go to the restaurant. We couldn't properly shop and cook. So ang daming nag-take out. So imagine all the disposable styrofoam, plastic utensils, all the masks, even the gloves, even the test kits. I've seen stuff out there. Talagang yep. everything from oh. full PPE to oh. to yep. full dishware. Talagang it's all out. Face, face shields. Face, face shields. shields. Nakikita ko na, na yeah. sa beach. Oo. Yeah. Oo. Pero karamihan Oo. yung mask talagang. So this, so this summer, what would you advise tourists? Uh, how should they behave? as responsible speech uh, uh, users. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, uh, you know, uh, as you know, I'm biased. For me, the ocean is my first love. Um, so definitely don't stop yourself from going to the beach. I mean, we have too many beautiful islands and too many... Beautiful things to see. Pero let's enjoy it responsibly, no? For sure, don't throw any trash. For sure, don't uh, don't use single-use stuff and bring it with you and leave it on the island that you're picnicking in. Uh, if at all possible, even, alam mo, Howie, pati na yung sunblock na ginagamit natin. Kasi syempre, that washes off when you go into the water, no? Marami rin siyang byproducts and other chemicals na nakakasama sa karagatan. It'll affect coral and fish. There's already a bunch of sunblock brands out there that are proven to be sea safe. Meaning to say, they won't affect the coral and the fish, Okay. Uh, so if you can use those kinds of sunblock, that will that will help a lot also, no? Hindi ka naman pwede hindi mag-sunblock. Baka magka-sunburn ka, baka magka-skin cancer ka. So use the sunblock that is certified as safe for marine animals. That's that's also good. And then if uh, if we can find places nearer us, nearby beaches rather than taking a plane and then malaki pa yung carbon footprint mo kasi nag-airplano ka. Baka, di ba, let's enjoy local before we go international. Sa so 7,500 plus islands na yata tayo ngayon because of our new satellite technology, uh, there's one island, more than one island here that's just right for us. So we don't need to go, for, we don't need to go far. Okay, Bobit. Uh, I will end with with this. No, I uh, I was reading this article by a writer who, who wrote uh, a piece about um, various uh, environmental films uh, that she's seen in recent years. No, and you know, including you know the Al Gore films, uh, both local yeah. films and uh, international, you know, award winning environmental films. And she said she came away with this huge hopelessness no a huge not just an ordinary hopelessness but a huge hopelessness no yeah. um but ikaw i kind of sense and kind of an upbeat tone with you despite what you've witnessed despite you know the, the oil spill and so many crises uh, affecting us so uh fi- ang, ang request ko lang ngayon, please tell us that it's not hopeless and tell us why it's not <laughs> okay, I'll show you my fingers so that I'm not crossing them, but maybe I'm crossing my toes. Okay, uh, 
alam mo howie i've felt the same way that writer has felt there have i've had my dark days na parang we're just rearranging deck chairs of the on the titanic pero alam mo um siguro not just a few months ago i i had a real awakening no uh i read this book called active hope and it says there's two kinds of hope there's hope which is synonymous to expectation now uh, when we do something the good things will happen and then game but i agree with your writer friend the scientific data shows now wow it's really really we're pretty late in the game but there's another kind of hope there's the kind of hope now this is what i want things to be like if i just keep on working and that's what's keeping me on the more positive end of the spectrum right now it's not so much looking at the data and saying oh you know it's too late no it's more okay the data is scary but there's nothing really 100% definitive about it yet it's a trend line diba data is just dots and you make a trend line but we all know that there are outliers all these people who should be dead because of their cancer they're still alive all these people who should be dead because of their heart attacks they're still alive they're outliers in the curve it's the same thing with environmental data and dami pa rin outliers there so for me that's where i'm putting my hope if more of us and i think there's more of us out there than we actually know if more of us just keep doing our little thing i've also given up on these gargantuan projects by un uh cop 20 whatever it is now i really think local and small communities the way to go if more of us do our work pretty soon that will become bigger and bigger and spread and we will see we will see positive effects. And besides, alam mo how is What's the alternative? Magmumukmuk na lang tayo sa isang kanto. We'll just give up. I mean, that's not gonna do anything either. That'll make it even worse. So I'd say, just keep going out there. Enjoy. Make sure you enjoy. Because if you don't enjoy, you won't know what you're fighting for. You have to enjoy. You have to be happy. Because People think they need to sacrifice to save the planet. That's always been the wrong way of thinking. No, the answer is you have to love the planet. If you see what's out there and you fall in love with it, hindi na sacrifice yan, di ba? Do you sacrifice for your kids? No, you don't because you love them. You would gladly do it. So if we love the planet, if we love the fish, fish are friends, di ba? We won't be sacrificing for them because it will come naturally, our wanting to save the coral and save the fish. So that's what keeps me upbeat. If you see it and you love it, you will take care of it. It's as simple as that. Howie. Right. Thank you for that light, Bobby. Thank you for those uh, possibilities. Salamat, Bobby, for all that you do. You know? keep, uh, keep educating us. Keep filming and keep reminding all of us of what's at stake. Thanks, man. And you Bobby Tsuntai, Marine Conservationist. <laughs> Thank you. Maraming salamat. Bobby Tsuntai, Marine Conservationist and Environmental Educator. Mabuhay ka at ikant lagi. Hi, I'm Howie Severino. Check out the Howie Severino Podcast, an original for GMA News and Public Affairs. New episodes will stream every Thursday. Listen for free on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and other platforms.